Hello, and welcome to the HRD Live podcast. This week, I was joined by engagement expert and best-selling author Jill Christensen, ahead of her appearance at the HRD Roadshow in Chicago on October 10th. Jill joined us via studio uplink from the USA to discuss effective employee engagement, the millennial mindset, and how HR can align personal purpose with corporate vision. Enjoy. So, first of all, how do you think the values of today's incoming workforce differ from that of previous generations? And how can HR truly engage with those values? You know, it's very interesting because I know there's a lot of talk in the workplace about how different millennials and Generation Z employees are. But my honest take on it is that at the end of the day, regardless of what generation your employee is in, he or she is a human being and human beings are wired similarly. They have similar needs that they are looking for your work environment, for your culture to fulfill. Now, having said that, do we know that there are certain things that millennials and Gen Zs may want more than your older generation of workers, such as we know that they want more autonomy, we know that they want more training and development? Absolutely. What I always say to HR professionals and to anyone who's involved in an employee engagement initiative, or a culture change initiative, that you really need to think about the needs of all of your workers. So for instance, we know that employees in every generation want to be recognized. They want to be rewarded and acknowledged for a job well done. We know that employees in every single generation want a two-way communication culture, meaning they don't just want the senior leaders or the organization pushing information out to them they want to engage in a dialogue with the organization and with leaders so that they have a voice in the organization and so that their voice is being heard. Another thing that we know all people want in every generation is they want to go to work every day and feel like they're making a difference, they're adding a value, that their job has meaning, and that they're connected to something bigger than themselves. And the easiest way for you to do that is goal alignment, where all of your employees' goals are aligned with your CEO's goals. And so, yes, there are some things that your millennials or Gen Zs want on their own. And I think it's easy to give that to them, but it's also important for you to think about the needs of all of your workers. And in my opinion, to start there as a foundation. So you mentioned something there about goal alignment and fitting your goals, perhaps, or the goals of employees within the company. How can... HR or people leaders balance their own personal purpose with that of the corporate vision of the organization? And so when we ask employees why they go to work every day, they tell us only 20% of employees go to work for a paycheck. 80% go because they want meaning, they want to add value, they want to make a difference, they want to be connected to something bigger than themselves. And that is true not only of your HR professionals, but of all employees. And so, you know, I always say to organizations, I think they make a big mistake by hiring for a job skills fit. So they look for people who can execute on the roles and responsibilities in the job ad. Whereas in order for you to create an amazing culture, you need to look at your organization's values and hire people whose individual values align with your organization's values. Because then you don't have a values mismatch. When a person looks at who they are and what they stand for and what they believe in, it aligns with the organization 
And then there isn't a problem where a person feels like their values and what they care about in the world and the tenets of who they are is a mismatch and not aligned with the organization. And we know that this is critically important as it relates to employee engagement, because the definition of employee engagement is an employee who trusts senior leaders and feels an emotional connection to the organization. And so when an employee's values and what they stand for are aligned with the organization's values and what it stands for, the employee instantly feels an emotional connection to the organization because they see themselves in the organization and then we don't run into problems where there's a values misalignment or people feel like they're not part of something bigger than themselves. And so the easiest way for you to get yourself off on the best footing is to hire people whose values are aligned with your organization's values. So aside from that then, because obviously there's this idea that you would bring people in whose uh, values are shared with with yours, but what if you want to create purpose um, for employees? Because obviously, as you said, it's so crucial to engagement. How can HR leaders create purpose for employees? So again, they create a purpose for employees by being the organization that ensures there's an employee engagement strategy in the company. So I believe that's HR's primary responsibility is to ensure that the organization is executing on an employee engagement strategy that the frontline managers are rolling out in the trenches. And so when we talk about purpose, an organization's purpose, that will be in the employee engagement strategy, as will be the values. And so again, we, we know that in order for an organization to get its employees to be engaged, to get its employees to feel that emotional connection, that it needs to lay out strong mission, vision, values, and purpose. And then when an individual's goals are written based off of the purpose and the mission and the goals of the organization, basically where that organization is going, an employee is then able to sit back and say, wow, what I do every single day is making a difference. It's adding toward the purpose of the organization. It's adding toward the mission and why we exist. I'm looking around and I'm marching forward with all of my other peers and we're going in the same direction, working toward this purpose-driven um, you know, mission. And how are we doing that? We're doing that every single day by living the values. And so again, in my opinion, it's not HR's role to execute on a tactical employee engagement program or strategy. It's HR's role to educate the organization and to let them know that everybody is there because they want to be working toward a purpose, a mission, a vision, values that are meaningful to them. And so it's HR's responsibility to get the senior leadership team engaged in employee engagement and to lay all of these things out for employees so that they can write objectives that are based off of the purpose, mission, vision, and that they can be um, encouraged and inspired to act on the values and to role model the values each and every day as everyone in the organization is working toward this common purpose. So we've been talking about millennials a little bit earlier mm -hmm. on and, and, and how they fit in with all of this. What do you think effective engagement will look, look like by the time that millennials are occupying those leadership positions in business? In all honesty, I believe that effective engagement 
is effective engagement. I think what that looked like 20 years ago is what it is going to look like 20 years from now. I have lots of organizations come to me and say, Jill, how do we engage the different generations of workers? And what I say to them is you have to remember that at their core, millennials are human beings and they want many of the same things that your older generations of employees want. The difference with the millennials is that they're vocal. Typically, our older generations of workers did not speak up and they would not quit on you if a workplace culture did not deliver on their needs. The millennials, the Generation Zs are different. They are saying to you, organization, leaders, this is what I want in a workplace culture. And if you do not deliver that to me, there's a chance that I'm going to quit, that I'm going to leave, and I'm going to go to another organization that meets my needs. And so again, do we know that there are some things that millennials want that generations before them did not ask for? Things like more work-life balance, more autonomy, right? The ability to make decisions on their own and have a greater runway. Do they want more training and development because they're younger in their career and they want to move up the corporate ladder and be in those leadership team positions? Absolutely. I believe they're just more vocal about it. I believe generations before them wanted some of these things as well, but now they're telling us, they're saying to us, this is what we want in a workplace environment. So how will organizations need to change? Probably the biggest thing that they will have to do differently in order to meet some of these needs that millennials and Gen Zs are being vocal about, you're going to need to make sure your training and development um, is on, on, on track, on course, is excellent. You're going to need to give people tools and resources to grow and to become um, stronger leaders. I believe you're going to need to give employees more autonomy, meaning less direction, meaning you're going to tell them the end goal, the end game, and you're going to enable them to make decisions on their own to get to that end point and not micromanage them as much. And also, we do know that work-life balance is something that millennials and Gen Zs and and generations after them are going to want. And so, you know, I highly recommend that you look at your um, policy for time off and ensure that that is more flexible versus less flexible. And, you know, but again, I, I want to point out one last time. It's not that the generations before the millennials didn't want these things. They just didn't speak up about it because the generations before the millennials valued loyalty more than millennials. And we know this because millennials are saying this to us. And so, you know, they thought that it might not have been correct behavior for them to say, I don't like the way I'm being treated at work, or I don't like the lack of time that I'm being given off or I don't like that I don't have a voice, or I don't like that I'm not being recognized. I believe many of those employees felt that way, which is why employee engagements are so low around, or employee engagement scores around the world are so low. They just weren't vocal about it. And so, you know, yes, there are things that millennials are being vocal about. And so if you want to create an extraordinary workplace culture that differentiates yourself from the competition, I highly recommend that you listen to what employees are asking for and you deliver. So finally then, Jill, I mean, there's there's so much already, I think, to take away from that. But what would be your, I suppose, top 
tips for HR and people leaders who want to transform engagement in, in their organizations but haven't the faintest idea of where to start? How, how should they get started in your opinion? Great question. So we know from research and from data that there are several key areas that are major drivers of employee engagement. Okay. So for the most part, because all human beings are, you know, all of your employees are human beings and human beings are wired similarly. We know that people want to work in a work environment where they can see that every single day they have value. They're making a difference. They are more than just a number and they're connected to something bigger than themselves. So the first thing that I would recommend is that all managers partner with their employees to create individual goals for their employees that are aligned with the CEO's goals. Why? Because that enables an employee to see that what I'm doing every single day matters. Wow, I'm doing things that are aligned with what the CEO is working on. I'm doing things that are aligned with the goals of the organization. Number two, I think it's very important for managers to stop conducting annual performance management feedback conversations. Your millennials have received feedback every day of their lives. They've gotten feedback from coaches, counselors, their friends, their parents, their teachers. It is so important for managers to have quarterly or monthly formal performance management conversations with their employees. If you think about it, your millennials crave feedback. They got feedback every day of their lives. Now they go into your workplace and you're only going to have one formal conversation with them about how they're doing in their role. And then we wonder why they quit on us. So it's so important to have more formal conversations about how they're doing because they want that. The third tip for leaders is that your employees have such amazing thoughts and ideas inside of their heads about how to improve your organization, things that are going well that should be replicated in other parts of the organization, processes that are broken that need to be fixed, but it still is not common practice for people to speak up. However, if you give them venues to speak up, if you create opportunities for them to speak up, they will share what's on their minds. And so it is so critical for you to create opportunities for your employees to share what they are thinking, because we know that to the extent that employee has a voice and their voice is being heard at work, they feel more engaged. And so something simple that managers and HR professionals can do is focus groups. And that's where you pull employees together and you say to them, for instance, we think we're going to change our benefits plan last next year. We would love to know what you use in our benefits plan, what you don't use, what benefits you'd like to see. Trust me when I tell you, when you roll out your new benefits plan next year, it is going to go over so much better when you say, thank you for your feedback. You spoke, we listened. Here's the new benefits package for next year. Here's what it includes. Here's what it doesn't include and why. And again, when you communicate that way, when you ask people their opinions, before you make key decisions, um, you engage them. And they again, they feel like they're a part of your organization. They don't feel like they're on the sidelines. And the fourth tip that I would recommend is recognition. We know that organizations spend billions of dollars a year on logo branded water bottles. And the truth of the matter is, an employee is not going to stay in your organization if they're disengaged, 
if you hand them a company branded water bottle. Do people love free stuff? Absolutely. But when we ask employees, how do you want to be recognized? What is going to make you feel the most acknowledged and appreciated? Close to 80% of employees around the world say, I want to hear the words, thank you. Thank you. And it's free. And it's something that HR and it's something that frontline managers can be doing each and every day. And it's not just about you creating a recognition program where your leadership team or supervisors can thank one another. It's about you creating a recognition program. I call it rampant recognition, where every employee in your organization has the opportunity to, via the program, recognize somebody else. And so it's about you creating a robust recognition program that is accessible, that's easy for employees to access, where they can be recognizing one another on a daily basis. And then I say, I, I really tell organizations, set up a place in your organization that you call the wall of honor, the wall of fame, where people can post all of the recognition that they have given to one another, be it individual or team. And so there is a visual representation of the fact that your organization understands the importance of recognition, of appreciation, that you value one another, and that you are working on a daily basis to lift one another up and to celebrate your accomplishments. Wonderful. Jill, simple and really effective as well. I think there's so much for our community to take away from that. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And I'm really looking forward to your session at the HRD Roadshow in Chicago. And hopefully we'll have you on the podcast again very soon. Thanks. Absolutely. I would appreciate that. And if I could have one final thought, I think, I think it would be this. You know, a lot of organizations and people mm -hmm. say to me, Jill, employee engagement is so difficult. And the truth of the matter is employee engagement is not difficult. The definition of culture is how we do things here. So in order for you to change your culture and create an amazing workplace that nobody can imagine leaving, your frontline managers simply need to do things here differently tomorrow than they're doing here today. As long as your frontline managers go to market consistently and do things consistently in the areas of goal alignment, communications, recognition, you can shift your culture very quickly and you will see employee engagement improve dramatically inside of six months. I've seen it happen in organizations in all industries, in organizations in all countries, in organizations with tons of millennials and tons of employees who are 60 years old plus. So one of the first steps in creating that amazing culture is believing that it's possible and remembering that employee engagement is not difficult. Wonderful. What an amazing note to end on. Thank you so much, Jill, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you, and ditto. Thanks for listening to this episode of the HRD Live podcast. If you're a senior HR professional in the Chicago area and would like to attend the HRD Roadshow on October the 10th, head to hrdconnect.com forward slash events to register for your complimentary place. Remember to subscribe for a brand new episode every week and head over to hrdconnect.com for more insights. Bye for now.